Another major projection in regards to the White Sox 2023 record was made recently, and it's the worst one I have seen so far. Uh, There are few White Sox players that will benefit from the shift being banned, but the biggest offseason acquisition, Andrew Benatendi, is at the top of the list. And how close did we get to losing Jason Benetti to another team? His recent contract negotiation sounded anything but smooth. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, The deal got done, but Jason Benetti might have been calling games for the Atlanta Braves in 2023. Uh, Andrew Benatendi is a proven left fielder, uh, which is a big deal, but he's also a lefty, which is a huge deal this year, and more projections to make you go crazy. Welcome back to Locked on White Sox, back up to five episodes very soon as pitchers and catchers will be reporting uh, in about a week less than, uh, hoping to kick things off next week with a very special guest on Monday. Don't want to jinx it, uh, but hopefully that that works out. It'll be a great episode. Uh, Appreciate you passing uh, this podcast along to other White Sox fans in your life as the season inches closer. Uh, And again, get those questions in for next week's mailbag, uh, Mailbag Wednesday, LockedOnSocks at uh, gmail.com. And a lot of the comments uh, we went through uh, in the previous episode for Mailbag Wednesday, a lot of stuff I've been getting, and I I know you've been talking about this, uh, all about, you know, how are you feeling uh, about this season? It's been something we've been talking about all week on Lockdown. Uh, I know other uh, podcasts and, uh, you know, other newspapers, magazines, uh, you know, websites, blogs, everybody is uh, starting to get their projections, their predictions out. And that will continue throughout spring training. And then, you know, right before the season starts, you'll get some of the big outlets to give you, you know, your their division winners and uh, who's going to uh, win the pennant, who's going to win the World Series, playoff teams, all that kind of stuff. Um you know, everybody's got a different take on it, and there's no wrong answer. I mean, I there, there's some that are bizarre. I, there's one that we're going to talk about in a moment here that I, I cannot believe uh, how low the win total is uh, projected here for 2023. I mean, I know things were really bad in 2022, and this offseason was horrible, but can't I can't believe what I saw. Um, and, you know, where did this all stem from? You know, I, I would say – 
gosh, you know, when, when did fantasy baseball became become a thing? 25, 30 years ago, more than that. You know, everybody, uh, everybody's a GM and, and you could go onto different websites now and you can uh, figure out like, well, what's, what would be a good trade? And is it equal value for both teams? And you can project and predict and, and, you know, find different algorithms for all different kinds of things. And, uh, there's some, there's going to be some wild uh, projections, I think. And, and we read some stuff on, you know, in more of a paragraph form, not necessarily, uh, you know, numbers and win totals. Uh, the fan duel had that at 83 and a half, but more of, you know, here's why things can go right. Here's why the White Sox can bounce back. And here's also why they might be sellers at the trade deadline. Again, it's super early for that. Uh, but, of course, folks need content right now here in the dead of winter as we're waiting for spring training to start. So the latest, I don't know if you saw this, uh, on, through through fan graphs, uh, the zip projections came out just recently. Uh, and they're going through the AL first. And uh, AL Central, these zip projections have the White Sox finishing third and uh, with a record of 74 and 88. Uh, that would be seven games worse uh, than last year's 81 and 81. Uh, nine and a half games worse, uh, which is not possible, but let's just say roughly nine, nine to 10 worse than what FanDuel was uh, putting the socks at. This is the worst I've seen, uh, but these zip projections have been around. I know people swear by fan graphs and there's all these different, it's alphabet soup trying to understand all these different metrics and, and how they weight uh, these projections and, you know, all the different stats that come into play. And it was, it's tough to figure out the White Sox because of what happened to them last year. So many injuries and it's tough to project. Well, you don't even really know what you're getting out of certain guys. You know, we, we really don't know uh, what the ceiling could be for Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez. And uh, you've got, you know, obviously Michael Kopech and, uh, is, is Giolito going to have the bounce back here? Mancata, you know, where are you? You know, show up, please. Uh, and then Grandal, of course. So uh, this is what Zips uh, had to say. And you can read all about this. You know, it goes into great detail on how they figure out these projections. Uh, this is what Zips had to say and regarding the White Sox. And, and they're not completely wrong, but 74 uh, with this algorithm, whatever they do when they put the numbers in, and depending on – you know, how uh, different players are projected. I think 74 is low, but, but this is what they said. Uh, we've written so much about the White Sox that I don't want to belabor the point, but the organization has been treading water, uh, watching baseball swim on by. Andrew Benatendi is fine, but adding him is basically making the minimal effort. The pale hose can take the central, but it's hard to call them a favorite these days. I'm shocked how far Chicago's projection has drifted downward, uh, but the team's depth remains shockingly shallow in a lot of areas. Uh, in terms of the next 26 roster, Zips actually ranks the Sox below the Royals uh, or Tigers. So you, you can't really argue with anything uh, said in there. The Sox have been treading water offseason after offseason letting other teams get what they need and then trying to pick from the scrap heap, uh, trying to get trades done without really any assets, uh, you know, in the farm system to get that 
happening. Andrew Benatendi mentioned, and a lot of folks mentioning Andrew Benatendi. You got that one right. You finally figured out a left fielder to play left field. Imagine that. Uh, he's a lefty. We're going to talk a little bit more in this episode of why that's important with all the new rules uh, in effect this season. Uh, but 74 wins, I, you know, to each their own. And, and I, you know, again, you could read all about how fan graphs, if you want to, how they do this. Uh, Zips uh, projected the Sox winning 88 games uh, last year in 2022. But again, tons of injuries and just some, some crazy years from guys. Uh, the, the home run totals alone across the board, uh, just so low. Uh, power numbers were not there. A lot of things went went horribly wrong. So again, that, that's where we're trying. Uh, we're being told by the front office, you know, buy into this return to accustomed levels. We want you to buy into health and the hope and the, you know, everything magical can be happening. If everything happens at once, this could be a, uh, a really fun year, which I, I think it can be. But again, you know, just going off of hope is difficult. However, I, I just can't see 74. I can't I can't see it that bad. So read all about it on the Zips, uh, you know, on their Fangraph site. Uh, big explanation on how the, the project uh, projections were created. At, for me, it's absolutely mind-numbing. I mean, this is like the stuff that Jason Benetti, a, a guy we'll talk about later in this episode, loves discussing. I wonder sometimes if Steve Stone understands what in the world uh, he's spitting out there. Uh, and, and it's sometimes too much for me as a fan, personally. I, I just, I, I can't handle all of these, you know, like percentage that he's barreled up different uh, pitches and, you know, the batting average of a player when, when he puts a ball in play. And, and again, not, not, of, not a, all of them are super complicated, but boy, to just wrap your head around all of that. And then, and then talk about the pitchers with all the metrics and all the numbers you have uh, tunneling and, you know, spin rate and all that stuff. Uh, it's becoming more of a language, though. I get that uh, when you're a fan. And it's a language that I think uh, Pedro Grafol and his staff are trying to bring uh, to this ball club, uh, get them to understand that, buy into it and, and, and figure out how to get how to really get the most out of your potential uh, by using some of these terms. Uh, so, you know, I. You can you can throw out predictions. I love getting predictions. Uh, you know, send me your predictions, uh, your projections, your your whatever you've got. If you've got uh, predictions though on a, on a win loss total, or if you've got certain projections, man, you got to have thick skin to put it out in public because people will come at you uh, with their take and why you are wrong, uh, or maybe why you are right, which isn't so bad, uh, but. You know, I'm trying to skew uh, on the positive side, and I, that has not gone over well with a lot of folks. Uh, I get it. It's been a negative, very difficult offseason, but, man, I, I got to think it's better than 74 wins. Uh, I missed this uh, from the mailbag yesterday. It came in a, a little bit late, uh, but I wanted to get to it instead of waiting all the way next week. This was from Tyler. Uh, mailbag comment and question. Thank you, Tyler. Um so Tyler said, I think the F rating uh, the White Sox got was harsh. I think they should have received a D, which still isn't great. The Sox did address uh, one need by getting Benatendi. Vaughn, in my opinion, can produce at the same level as Abreu did last year. And if Aloy stays healthy for between 130, 140 games, I think he's a 35 to 40 home run and a 100 plus RBI guy. Uh, and I and I like those projections. Uh, I, I like those numbers. Again, the big health with uh, Aloy Jimenez, 
boy, if he could play 140 games, we would really, I think we would really see his true potential if he stays at DH, I think. Uh, and Vaughn replacing uh, Abreu, well, the front office banked on it. Uh, that, that was the plan, I feel, uh, years ago. And it's not like Abreu had crazy numbers last year power-wise, uh, but Vaughn playing his natural position at first base, his back stays right, uh, and he feels like, you know, if he starts off on slow, uh, you know, treading, it's going to be, I think he's going to have some challenges because I think everybody's going to point the finger and say, you were supposed to be the second Jose Abreu, uh, who was the second Paul Canerco. Uh, you know, it, w- what's happened to you? You know, we let Abreu walk for this. I think it's important for Vaughn to get off, uh, you know, in the, in the right fashion. And then uh, Tyler said, you know, asked if there was no Clevenger investigation going on, would the Sox still get an F? I don't think so. I think the grade would be much higher if there was no drama, no issues with uh, Clevenger. And I think you can argue that the Ben attendee signing at least gives the Sox a D or D minus, but now we're just splitting hairs. I mean, really, uh, what's the difference there? Uh, I, I think Grandal and Sheets will definitely benefit uh, from the shift being banned. Hopefully, Mancata too, and Andrew Benatendi could be coming to the Southsiders at just the right time. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Uh, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. Uh, they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can Bet Super Bowl 57 with this no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Over-under on the Super Bowl right now I think is about 50 and a half. And uh, this bizarre uh, bet here, if you want to throw some money at something, it's plus 8,000. Any uh, quarterback uh, passing over uh, 500.5 yards, which would be a Super Bowl record. Uh, check that out. Uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash lockdown to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So Andrew Benatendi, could he be the difference maker? He is a proven left fielder. He's got the lefty bat, checks the boxes in those situations. Uh, you know, hopefully some power returns uh, in a supposed to be a uh, hitter friendly, uh, in a hitter friendly ballpark. Will his hand be okay? He dealt with some hand issues. Uh, there was an article written uh, in the Daily Herald by Scott Greger. Uh, highlighting Ben Attendee's excitement. And uh, Scott Greger says, you know, uh, one of the lone bright spots of the offseason, which I would agree, could uh, banning the shift make Ben Attendee's season even more intriguing. And uh, this is what Ben Attendee uh, had to say, kind of around, uh, you know, how this could work out in his favor. I'm a left-handed hitter. I like the no-shift rule, Ben Attendee said. You've got five guys on that right side sometimes and it's tough to get a hit when you hit that way last year I had shortstop wide open every time so I would try uh, to fillet one over there now I feel like I can put the ball 
uh, and turn on it, uh, which I think will help my power come back. Uh, everybody's got nasty stuff, Benatendi said. The pitching is so good where maybe you'll get uh, a little bit more offense now. I think in the end it will help the game a little bit. Uh, under the shift ban, Gregor wrote, uh, the third baseman and shortstop have to stay on the left side of second base with both feet on the dirt. Uh, the second baseman and first baseman have to stay on the right side and also stay off the outfield turf. We covered some of the uh, details in the previous episode, but that's another good point. Uh, you can't, you got to keep those feet in, in the infield dirt or at least uh, in front of that uh, white line if it's AstroTurf. Uh, these steps are designed to improve pace of play, increase action, and reduce injuries, all of which are goals that have overwhelming support among our fans, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said uh, in a statement. And uh, this is from MLB Trade Rumors uh, regarding Ben Attendee. Uh, this was around the time that he was signed. Uh, over the past four seasons, Ben Attendee has posted a combined 276, 345, 417 batting line with 35 home runs and 27 steals. He's always been tough to strike out, but never so, uh, but never more so than in 2022 when he fanned in just 14.8% of his plate appearances. It's possible Ben Attendee took a more conservative, contact oriented approach that resulted both in him hitting fewer home runs, but also putting the ball in play with more frequency. Regardless, the lack of punch-outs likely appealed to the White Sox club that posted the seventh lowest strikeout rate in all of baseball last year and watched as the Guardians won the AL Central uh, with by far the game's lowest strikeout rate. I think the shift will definitely help uh, Ben Attendee. Of course, I like what he said about, you know, instead of thinking too much of where I could maybe skew this, this baseball to the left side, now I can just really focus on, you know, uh, squaring something up and, and getting back to, to that power swing. Grandal, of course, is going to benefit. And he said so much in articles this past offseason, you know, no more swinging for the fences uh, when he's down in the count or maybe late in the game thinking this is the only way I can help out uh, this offense. Uh, just kind of staying true, just, put, just putting a normal swing and letting that ball go to the right side with fewer fielders over there. And I think Gavin Sheets will. Gavin Sheets is going to benefit too from this. Uh, how Gavin Sheets plays, where he plays, when he plays, it's going to be very interesting how Pedro Grafol uh, uses him in different situations. You know, uh, Aloy Jimenez, not going to be terribly happy, I guess, if he's the full-time DH. And I'm sure he will be not happy trying to platoon with uh, Sheets, depending on what kind of arm is on the mound. So uh, if Sheets doesn't win that right field uh, position, and, and I'm not saying if Colas wins, he might not be playing every single game anyway. They might be platooning. Uh, you know, Sheets is going to see some action, I think, still in right field uh, and definitely DH. Jason Benetti went into some details about his recent contract negotiations with the White Sox. I'm going to tell you why uh, it's, it was such an ordeal. More on that in a moment. So I'm a little late to talking about this on the uh, on the Lockdown Sox podcast. Uh, this information came out, I think, last week. We knew Jason Benetti and Steve Stone signed their contract. That was something we were talking about all offseason long. Uh, I personally really thought that was it. I think I thought Jason Benetti was going to walk, uh, go somewhere else. And same thing with Steve Stone. 
Um, you know, Benetti has become uh, somebody that I just feel like he can do every type of game, every sport. Uh, he's being picked up by, by na- uh, you know, national uh, audiences. And it, it just seems to be a matter of time. But they got a deal done. And Stone and Benetti are returning. I think, you know, they play off each other really well. Uh, I think it's it's a bright spot to the offseason. Now, some information came out, some details. I don't know if you saw this article in the Sun-Times I was reading. It was by Jeff Agrest. And uh, the title of the article, Jason Benetti on White Sox Contract Talks, it was kind of a pain. <laughs> he was very open and honest. I was shocked at how open and honest he was about these negotiations. So this is what Benetti had to say. The really good news is we got somewhere good. It was kind of a pain, really. Uh, there were some things that we had to get through that I thought were silly, and I'm sure they thought some of the stuff that I was talking about might have been silly, but we got there in the end. Uh, according to Agrest, had they not, other teams were ready to pounce. According to sources, the Braves were watching Benetti's situation after losing longtime voice Chip Carey to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but there was a disconnect during negotiations. Brooks Boyer, uh, the Sox senior vice president in charge of revenue and marketing, saw the talks differently. Surprise, surprise. I don't think there were any complications to it, Boyer said. It really wasn't much of a negotiation because we had picked up the option. It was just ironing out how uh, we put his national schedule in our local schedule. So there really wasn't anything that sticks out that was bothersome to me. Uh, I guess the biggest topic in the talks, according to Agrest, initially was Ben Attendee's new national schedule with Fox. He'll call his first slate of MLB games for the network this season, and that will take him off Sox local broadcast for a number of Saturdays. In the fall, Benetendi figures to miss some games to call college football on Fox. Uh, I'll be honest, there were points where I was really frustrated, Benetendi said, because I think the work has been strong and I appreciate the heck out of the fans, and I have loved the Sox for all my life. I just thought it would be easier uh, but just because it wasn't easier doesn't mean it didn't get done. Uh, where I have put myself totally, honestly, the place I am is we get we got it done, and that means something. It means both sides wanted it to happen. So, look, I have no idea the details, the true details of what went on during these negotiations, why they lasted as long as they lasted. Uh, but you can kind of see both sides to it, right? You know, Jason Benetti's like, hey, you could see the fan approval. I mean, people love me. They want me here. I, I'm being asked all over the place to do national stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wanted commodity. And, you know, your ratings, uh, the ratings were probably up on NBC Sports Chicago, despite, uh, you know, how bad the team was. I don't know that for sure. But Benetti's like, come on, like, this is a, this is a slam dunk. You know, I'm, I'm a hometown Sox fan. Uh, th- this should work. We, we've got great rapport, Stone and I. And I could see what the Sox are saying. It's like, look, like you're being torn in so many different directions. You know, you're you're now calling for Fox. Uh, last year he was doing uh, he was doing I think Peacock Sunday baseball games. So he was gone on Sundays. I don't know if he's still doing that, but now he's also going to do Fox national games. So he might not be there uh, at all on Saturday or Sunday. Which you know maybe you know viewership, especially on a Saturday night, might be high. So I could see the Sox being like, look, you got to pick a lane here. 
And uh, it's difficult to, to navigate around your, your national schedule. And you also want to be here doing your hometown team. Uh, I can really see Benetti uh, leaving for nat for a national spotlight eventually. I mean, he's not going to stick around for 25 plus years like Hawk did. Uh, he's going to want the bigger and better things, uh, you know, bigger, you know, spotlight and the money obviously is going to come calling and he's not going to, I just don't think he's going to stick around uh, and do White Sox games for, for a very long time. There's too many folks that want his services, but deal got done. Like he said, and we've got Benetti and stone in the booth uh, this season uh, very soon. Very, very soon. 50 days, something like that. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get your questions in or your projections or your predictions. I promise. Uh, I'll be gentle uh, to each their own with those projections and predictions, no matter if it's 74 like fan graphs or, you know, 95, 97 wins. I want to hear it. Uh, no wrong answers. Uh, get, get those in at LockdownSox at gmail.com. Uh, Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen. Uh, the Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'm just crossing my fingers that we've got a special guest. It's 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 lined up right now. Uh, hopefully, all goes well. I don't want to jinx it, uh, but we're in for a real treat on the next episode as we start previewing what spring training uh, and Pedro Grafol's first uh, run at things is going to look like. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time. Go Sox.